so so um what do you think about that about the homeless situation with Rothbard and I kind of want to just get that out in the air first I mean there's a lot there honestly I don't really know where to start because it is to me it's like a weird gray area because we're talking about public public space and it's kind of like is there any like what is the correct thing to do with public space like i obviously uh, i mean i'm assuming you're of the ancap variety ish something along those lines maybe i don't know i am too i would i obviously ideally would wish everything would be private property but it's not and i i don't know i guess i don't see it to be that unfair to uh treat certain things with a level of common sense and what you kind of roughly think they would probably be like in a private society because I mean, the, 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 the stupid homeless thing, everyone got all freaked out about it. But it's like, I mean, if you too many people don't engage in good faith, if anyone was engaging in good faith, say, with what Dave and, and Tho were talking about, they mm-hmm. would know they're not just like, hey, here's a homeless guy over there, you know, minding his own business, you know, uh, in a spot that's not harming anyone. And oh, let's go fucking let's go beat the shit out of him. Like, no, no one's saying that. I mean, first of all, I do want to the the I've never read the essay in question. It's like late. It's late Rothbard. In a, so this is when he was a little bit more uh, paleo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the line is, I, I don't remember the it's God, what does it say? It's like a, unleash the cops. I know it's the one line that everyone focuses on. But there's the very last line is subject, of course, to liability when in error. And it's like mm-hmm. I, and then then obviously then everyone goes to, oh, well, co- you know, fucking. Well, cops don't ever really get in trouble. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, we, we get that. Like, I mean, obviously, like, these two things have to exist together for this to work. I mean, if you're not in a situation to where you are able to, you know, hold these cops liable for this action, this theoretical situation, then, yeah, I mean, you can't have one without the other. So, and, like, at the end of the day, like, I mean, if we have a private park or something and say some homeless dude's masturbating, like, I don't think it's somehow against anarchist principles, nor would I even care if it was, to be honest, because, I mean, we can have this discussion later. I'm more of an egoist. Like, that's mm-hmm. my root is egoism, and then everything else comes out from there. And so, at the end of the day, if I'm in a spot where my principles somehow conflict with what I feel is, you know, the best thing for me, my family, whatever, like, I'm sorry, I come first. <laughs> my family right. comes you know i don't give a fuck like if you're like well if you're like well it's not very principled of you to call the cops on that uh homeless dude masturbating like i don't give a fuck <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't <laughs> like, so yeah. like and and so like i don't know, like i guess the point i was kind of getting at is in a private society there would if there was a fucking a homeless dude masturbating in a park you would call the cops and, or call the anarcho cops or whatever, the person who patrols that piece of private property and they'd come and scoop them up. And, you know, they, they obviously have their own system of justice. It would probably be more fair than what we have now, but we don't mm-hmm. live in that world. And this is the, the thing you're being offered. And I get it. People are like, go to private parks or whatever. Y- yes. Like obviously when given the option, but like, we're also to some extent existing in the real world and that's not always an option. And, you know, p- people have real lives and I'm sorry, but the normal person doesn't place libertarian theory over their real world life and real world consequences. And like, and I, I do, cons- I'm someone who's consistently said that if you're in a spot 
where theory doesn't hold true in practice, then you need to rethink your theory. And I think that's true. So I do think this is something that should be explored. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like in this situation we're talking about, yes, get them the fuck out and I will call the cops if necessary. If that's, if there are other options available, sure. Mm -hmm. I'll explore those, but it really depends on the, you know, the scenario. So like, I'm not at all saying we should fucking, send cops to every fucking state park, you know, like where they're like, like the woods, yeah. you know, like those type of state parks and go hunt for fucking homeless people and, you know, throw them in the clink. Like if, right. if some homeless person is, you know, hanging out in fucking Yellowstone and they're fucking out in the woods and, you know, have a little tent set up and leaving everyone alone or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, if they're not causing problems, I don't, I don't care. And I don't think anyone should care. Yeah. I mean, so I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. Maybe that's not principled, but at the end of the day, my principles like I said, start from egoism. So I guess I am principled, which is the magical yeah. thing about egoism is I'm never unprincipled. <laughs> <laughs> Max Sterner definitely helping out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, so I guess with me originally, so I went back and I just, you know, glimpsed over what was in question. And for me, it's, I, I really, it doesn't affect me if someone else calls the cops on a homeless person. Right. But at the same time, I think it's the, the use of state force on an individual. I mean, I, I understand both sides, but where I kind of, it, it just doesn't sit right with me to call the cops instead of handling that situation on your own. Uh, which, but, which I, uh, which to that situation, to cut you off, people, I've heard people say that, and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a dick to you, but I find it immensely dense. <laughs> like, right. I mean, like if we're talking, say the scenario I presented, like I, 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 I don't know, like, like, yes, we don't have an anarcho cops to, to, you know, come patrol the area, and mm-hmm. I also, it's like, what, what am I gonna do? Go engage with them myself? I guess you could make the case that I could just leave. But it's like, it's also like, to me, I'm like, I don't feel like he should have priority over me in this space. Mm-hmm. And and the action he's doing is not okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, so to me, that's, I, this is, they have taken, they've created a monopoly in this specific situation on what should be done in my head. And they've taken away all other options. So I don't think there's anything wrong with using that option. I don't think we should be quick to use the cops because I'm not a fan of state force. Uh, it's a, but at the end of the day, if that's the only option I'm presented with, I'm going to use it. I mean, th- that's, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything unprincipled or unanarchist or or un whatever about it. Like it, in my head, at least. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I know a lot of people are like, oh well, why don't you go talk to him or whatever. Or, it depends on the scenario, obviously, but right. that's not always feasible. And I, I I like, or some people are like, well, why don't you go fight this person, kick him out or whatever, because it's like. It's like, okay, but now I'm the one that's going to get the cops called on me. So this is fucking retarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so like, you know, Rothbart wrote that talking about bringing right-wing populism into the liberty movement or kind of uh, gaining that support of people. Do you, do you think that that's a good strategy? And do you think like political parties, like, the Libertarian Party in particular, do you think that they could even funnel that many votes or that a mass of people 
to do any real change. No, I mean, I don't think they have any sort of actual making any change ability mm-hmm. aside from maybe local level, like certain things. Um, I mean, I, this is where the, I mean, I, everyone knows uh, it's the ongoing joke that anyone knows anything about me. I'm an agorist. So the joke is as an agorist, but so I'm not a fan of using, polit- uh, of using, I mean, which is kind of funny because we we're talking about using state power before. Like I prefer to not use state power politically at all, but I do understand there are situations and there are orders of preferences. Like I've said before, like, I'm not like, I don't take the moral argument argument against like political involvement, voting, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I take the practical arguments. I find the moral argument to be kind of dumb, to be honest. I, I, I can never wrap my head around it, but uh, so, but I can, I could totally concoct situations in which I would engage politically. Like, mm-hmm. cause I mean, all that a vote is, is essentially a lot of people, like whenever people talk about the moral argument, when it comes to like voting or something and be like, it's immoral to vote. It's like Spooner covers this for one, but I, I like, I'll usually present like a hypothetical. Like now let's say you have a gunman who puts mm-hmm. a fucking gun to your wife's head and some stranger's head and says, pick, like, I don't think it's immoral to pick. I will pick a stranger in a moment and I don't think it's immoral. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I get that you know, I'm really like, well, there's other options in voting, but it's like it's the same basic concept. The principle mm-hmm. is the same. It's just a it's a difference of degree, uh, and that's that's it. Um, so I can imagine a scenario in which I would vote. I just think mm-hmm. usually not voting or not engaging politically is the better route to go. But I will concede I do think there is an order of preference if you absolutely feel like you need to engage politically. Mm-hmm. And I would say like the paleo, you know, type roughly because it's like when you say paleo that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people but i'd say broadly i do think it has far more merit than the lp in my opinion so i don't think the only merit the lp has in my opinion is messaging and uh, like i don't i mean which is good i'm I'm not i'm not at all someone who's against messaging i just think Mm. All that you're doing is you're probably going to have four, eight, maybe 12 years of like some sort of thing assembling a principled party with good messaging. And you're going to grow the party like crazy because everyone's going to get super excited about it. And then Mm -hmm. you're just everyone's going to die out. And the same people are going to return or not even the same people, the same types of people are going to return to the seats of power where they or power, you know, quote unquote, because it's not really any power in the Libertarian Party. But they're little cozy seats where they go to go to fucking banquets with politicians and shit those people slowly start trickling back in the people that were all excited about it will lose their fervor over time and all you've done in the end is create this larger fucking platform for the people that you fucking despise to begin with and the whole reason you did it for in the first place to take over and that's how i see it i mean i i I, it's obviously a lot of conjecture maybe just this magical principle movement that just you know, goes on forever, but I'm of the opinion that I don't, I wish we had never had a libertarian party ever. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like the idea of it personally. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah. threw a lot out there. I don't know if you, <laughs> if you oh, no, no, no. I like, I totally agree with you. Um, I, I don't think the libertarian party, uh, I think what it does well is like you said, is attracts new people in, but I don't, I don't think, it does well at keeping those people there. And I think that's part of like the alt-right pipeline a little bit is that they take those people um, in and then they have nowhere to go 
and they go to the nearest source of people that are like, I'm pissed off because I had all this bad shit pointed out to me. Um, and then just do a 180 philosophically. Uh, I mean, I also push back to push back on you a little bit. Sorry. I mean, cut you off. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just thinking, as you said it, like, do you really even actually feel like the LP does a good job of that at all? Like, I don't, I, I mean, when people always bring up the message of the, the concept of messaging, they'll mention Ron Paul. So, mm-hmm. which is a different phenomenon. I mean, I guess you can say it's the same kind of concept and principle that they're shooting for, but I mean, generally speaking, the LP isn't really what brings people in. If anything, it's like, I feel like it's usually what disillusions people because people like get all excited about the philosophy and then they're like, well, what can I do? And they're like, well, here's the libertarian party. And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I guess if you had like an LPMC or some shit, like, I mean, I guess it would be, I, I don't know what that would happen now. I guess they would get more engaged, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I still, my, still what I said before kind of holds. I, I guess I was just kind of thinking like, I don't really feel like the LP even does that. I mean, they, maybe in the future they will, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like based off, based off my experiences, like, uh, young Americans for Liberty was one that when I first got into college, um, I looked into, and then obviously you have a bunch of LP connections in there and you see a lot of young, or I saw a lot of young people start moving in that direction and then learning philosophy after the fact. Um, yeah. And like, and I think that I think it needs to be kind of a two pronged approach a little bit when we're talking about that issue of political and like non political, where we do need a majority that's non political, but we also need to have an element of uh, something substantial. And I don't think the LP offers that. Yeah. I mean, I get, I, you're kind of getting at that like well uh you know we need some people doing this and that i i I obviously like i would prefer everyone and i mean it i would prefer everyone just you know completely dropped all the political shit altogether completely went non-political with the whole agorist route wealth power influence whatever you want to call it right i think that would do far more good but i understand that's not how the world works and Mm -hmm. you're never going to have everyone doing everything but I so that's why I kind of go into my order of preferences, like where it's kind of like if you really, really fucking got to, like here mm-hmm. are ones that I think have more merit. Like for example, right, I think like right. the Hoppian, you know, lo- extreme localism, mm-hmm. you know, and then start like subverting the rules to be more, uh, more, more, uh, what's the word I'm for? More appealing to pr- like private property type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that can work. Uh, I think it probably you know has a chance has a chance of falling falling through over time but i mean i think Mm -hmm. it could work um but yeah i mean i get not everyone's gonna do that so uh, Mm -hmm. just to bring that up because i know everyone always like really they do this to every like the hoppians the agris anyone they'll be like well not everyone's gonna do what you want it's like Mm -hmm. yeah no one's saying that everyone's gonna do that because i mean maybe there are some people but most people aren't retarded and understand that's not how the world (laughs) works like just because i'm like everyone should do this doesn't mean everyone's going to do it but it is like me saying like hey here's the better path right Um, and i yeah that's kind of where i am everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule 
it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, like for me personally, I'm just, I'm totally anti-political on a lot of stuff, or I guess I'm political, but, you know, lean anti-political. I, like, I really think that, 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 that would win at the end of the day versus um, a political system is where people totally, uh, just disregard and like it's same as like do not comply or like just civil disobedience uh, that that in that outfit or in that strategy that people will tend to influence their areas geographically um, I'm yeah I mean that's that's really my take on it yeah yeah i mean basically i what i've been saying for a while is really the only the two main ones i think have any fucking merit really at all are probably you know agorism and the hoppianism so like mm-hmm. hyper localism or agorism because i think they both kind of have the same effect just one is like political um you know mm-hmm. in a political sense they basically are kind of creating liberty on a local level uh, mm-hmm. and kind of spreading out from there because that's kind of what agorism is to some extent so right uh, yeah. so, are, so do you consider yourself an agorist yeah, that's what I consider myself. If I had to answer, I'm not gonna lie, I have my critiques of agorism, uh, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, so far as, I mean, that's the most apt uh, descriptor of my beliefs, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to like political involvement and such. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how I describe it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, my probably my biggest critique of, of agorism is that it defines, when Konkin wrote it, he defined it as left libertarianism. And I understand why he did because a lot of people don't realize this. Um, he was thought of left and right a- along a different fucking uh, economy that we use today. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he was meaning left in the sense that not utilizing political power and right okay. was utilizing political power. That's why he, that's why he called Rothbard a right libertarian at the time is because at that period in time, Rothbard was like, I don't remember if he was creating the libertarian party, but he was doing some political stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Conklin was like, don't. And that's kind of, and that's actually a more accurate uh, historical definition, too, I think, of left and right. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of shifted into what it is now. And even now it has multiple different versions uh, of left and right. But the, the one at that time is because I, I don't remember exactly. 
I mean, there's someone out there who probably knows it better than I do, but the, the left mm-hmm. was like, in, historically speaking, usually just meant people who are trying not to utilize political power. You, usually it's closely associated with anarchism in general. Um, but yeah, he wasn't wanting to utilize political power. That, that was what his definition of left libertarianism was. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, if in a colloquial sense, in a modern day sense, he would probably be described as a right libertarian. Okay. Uh, but because, you know, what we, you know, what the normal person considers right and left by modern day standards, he right. just had a different way he was defining it that people don't really use now. Uh, mm-hmm. And but that has consequences. So by defining itself as left libertarianism, now there's all these people all the time that go, well, agorism's left libertarian. And it inevitably draws in the left libertarians, which mm-hmm. are using a different definition. And they don't actually take the time to read fucking Konkin. They just go. Well, that's fucking cool. And mm-hmm. then we end up with this a bunch of left libertarians, to, you know, classifying themselves as agorists. Right. And it's kind of almost this thing where it kind of, I don't know, it's like a, I always joke, uh, not to offend anyone if they care. It's like mm-hmm. if you had a kid and you call them a homo every day his whole life, he'd, there's a good right. chance he might end up gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 there's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy thing where it's like i I, that's probably my biggest critique and that's why you end up with a lot of people in there and it gets a it gets a knack for being this like egalitarian fucking like uh philosophy which in a certain sense it kind of is sort of but i I don't think it ever at any point calls for egalitarianism Mm -hmm. because i've said before the irony of egalitarianism is um you know by trying to go for egalitarianism you'll never get it and you'll actually have less egalitarianism by trying not to go for egalitarianism and going the other way you end up having more egalitarianism (laughs) (laughs) like the more free the society is the more equal things become to some extent there always will be differences between people but it it closes those gaps yeah. So, whereas the, the all the nations that shoot for egalitarianism and try to have equality end up having humongous levels of inequalities. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, no, uh, I really think I I do like the ideas of agorism and practice. I really think that is beneficial, like especially economically, um, where you are utilizing the black and gray markets. Uh, but so. I mean, to clarify, I, I don't really consider myself in any camp. I'm more just like an individualist anarchist that yeah. is in the right libertarian sector. Uh, yeah, I don't consider but, myself a camp either, either to, mm-hmm. to, to clarify, because uh, I'm not like in agorism camp. Uh, mm-hmm. I just find it to be the most accurate descriptor of what I believe. And that's kind of the whole point of labels. Is yeah. that, I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't like labels. I'm like, okay, well, fine. Don't use a label. But, you know, it's just mm-hmm. really just you being difficult. Uh, right. It's like there are these schools of thoughts. And if you're like, well, that kind of does a decent job describing me, then mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't you use it? It's like, if you're six foot five and mm-hmm. you're like, someone's like, you're tall. I'm like, well, I don't like labels. You're like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. You're kind of fucking tall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, they're useful tools for the intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, shit. I, yeah, you know, I think, I, well, like, so you're, you're talking about ANCAP, like uh, anarcho-capitalism. And do you think, so I think that both agorism 
anarcho-capitalism can work together for the same cause. But it seems to me that a lot of anarcho-capitalists get drawn into that political sphere. And um, I'm worried what that is doing to the liberty movement. I mean, I think getting that message out there is good, but I'm not sure if uh, it clicks all the time, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, kind of. I, I would say, though, that, that uh, not to be pedantic, but the little bit mm -hmm. at the beginning, I would say it was a little bit of a, a category error because I don't see anarcho-capitalism. I mean, they are separate things, but I actually see agorism a subset as anarcho-capitalism. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a it's basically all the same beliefs. If you read the books, he literally he even said, uh, I don't know if he said it in the books, but there was an I've seen a passage from Konkin before where he said he literally was like using Austrian economics. Mm -hmm. And like he was just like deriving shit from there. So he's he's literally a, you know, that type of, of fucking libertarian. So I would consider him I, I would consider Konkin and myself an anarcho-capitalist. I just think it's a mm -hmm. it's a more it's a more specific type of anarcho-capitalist. Okay. Uh, just like I think Hoppians are anarcho-capitalists or just this more mm -hmm. specific type. Um, but yeah, on, on the political question, I, I don't know. I go back and forth on this because it's like. I think Vin, Vin Armani said something. I'm not gonna lie. I think he's kind of gone a little bit off the rails as of late, and sometimes gets a little kooky. But he says some mm -hmm. pretty uh, interesting stuff sometimes. And uh, like he said something. I think on Matt Erickson's show, and he was talking about, uh, you know, how we're getting to a point in the world where things are getting crazier and crazier. And he used an analogy of like a target. And he's mm -hmm. like, he's like, basically all these years, decades, centuries, whatever, have kind of. Well, maybe not because there's been other cataclysms and shit, but, you know, mm -hmm. all this time in your individual life where things were kind of good before now, uh, mm -hmm. like we're getting to a point where we might see some crazy shit. I mean, you never know. We could end up like China could collapse, thus causing a deflationary pressure and we buy mm -hmm. another 10 to 20 years or some shit. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I digress. But let's say we don't. Uh, it, it, basically, we're getting to a point where like everything before this was target practice. Mm -hmm. And now you have someone charging at you. And you have a gun. And what matters more than anything is how close to the mark you are. And right. so it's like, like all this shit we're talking about, like we're kind of, in, we're, we're all kind of on the target. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I feel like some of this discussion, as long as it's done constructively and stuff, is kind of sort of moving it more towards, you know, the center of the target to where we're kind of like, because, I mean, we don't, I, I'm, I don't, at all say my like what i believe so far as not being political with certitude this is just a belief i have uh i mean i can't like break it down to some mathematical level a lot of this is just like mm -hmm. social science type thoughts i have so i could be wrong so but it is a matter of like we're trying to figure out roughly what's the most accurate but on the other hand i kind of i guess these are almost like two opposing thoughts that are weirdly existing in my head at the same time and I don't know how to parse them out. It's almost like a little bit of cognitive dissonance. But on the <laughs> other hand, I think like even all this shit we're doing right here and like this, you know, oh, do we fucking go to the Republican Party with Democrat Party? Do we, you know, go uh, the LP? Do we do agorism? Do we do this? Do we do localism? I think uh, while I do think that stuff matters, I also think to some extent the the incentives are already laid out and things are going to go the way they're going. Mm -hmm. And I already think we're starting to see it a little bit. And I think the future is bright and bleak at the same time. So it's a matter of like what you do 
And I do mm-hmm. think that it can make a difference, you know, if we're correct in like, so far as the libertarian praxis we use, but at the end of the day, I think things are kind of happening on their own just due to incentives. So I feel yeah. like at most we're fiddling around in the margins. It's kind of the folly of man that we're going to make a fucking difference. Yeah. Um, and, and not to say we can't, but it's like, you have to have a realistic view of it. So right. I, I guess I, I don't really, I feel like no matter what we do as a movement or whatever, I feel like I kind of think it's only going to make a marginal difference in like, mm-hmm. which can be important. That can be, tens hundreds thousands of people's lives we're talking about but yeah i I mean so it's so important but it's it's also not the end all be all and i guess there's something to think about because i i I, because when i had that thought i was kind of thinking about how like people are already moving their incentives the more crazy things are getting right now the more like the the, you know the gray the darkness the brighter the light shines or whatever so it's like say with places like florida new hampshire texas you know like with all this craziness going on people who value freedom, who value liberty are seeing places where they're like, oh, that place is a little bit better than this other place. Or, you know, or, or I don't know, like I probably could probably put to other things other than geographical type situations, but it kind of works as a good tool to illustrate what I'm talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. so people have these incentives and I know not everyone can move to New Hampshire, that everyone can move to (laughs) Texas, but you know what, even then you could be within your state and you could be like, Oh, well, shit, this city I'm living in sucks. But, you know, mm-hmm. like even if you're in a red state or blue state or whatever, but you could be like, you know, maybe if I just like maybe if I just moved like 10, 20 minutes on the road, there's a little country area and it's way more chill there. I mean, yeah. I, so like it's kind of these little things. And yeah, maybe that's not as ideal to as moving to a rural area, of Florida, mm-hmm. you know, if you're you know in Cali moving to like to a rural area. But it, it's a step in the right direction. And it's kind of just people on whole acting their incentives. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's going to create this bifurcation to where we're going to, I think we'll see more liberty and more authoritarianism simultaneously, uh, just existing in different places. So that's kind of yeah. how I see it. No, no, I would definitely agree with you. And I think most of the world falls on, well, obviously all the world falls under uh, authoritarian, authoritarian thinking. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, so a long time ago, I've kind of confirmed with myself that I'm not going to see the society I want or like the um, the sort of, yeah, the societal structure I want to see within my lifetime. But I also think that there are ways like with agorism and uh, discussions and talking about about it that it can make an impact. Now, the cynical side of me says, like, yeah, but, like, how much is that really worth? And, uh, but the hopeful side of me is, like, I can be over here, but as long as you're bringing a steady flow of people from, like, liberal or conservative in the main camps, like, towards, like, oh, yeah, we should just do liberty, um, I think that it's an extremely uh, productive use of our time. Yeah, I agree. I don't really have much to say. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I totally get. It. Well, shit, man, my phone's blowing up. I'm about to have to go meet somebody. But thanks for talking, and I would love for us to do this again sometime. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely let me know whenever you want. And, uh, we'll try to set something up. Hell so, yeah. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, for those listening, uh, I'm on YouTube. I'm on uh, all the audio podcatchers. I'm on Odyssey as well. My show is No Way Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm assuming this isn't probably – I don't know when you're dropping this, but I have Dave Smith on tomorrow. Uh, that oh, one's yeah. behind behind a paywall. So it uh, means I have a Patreon, patreon.com, just so No Way Jose 2020. It's mm-hmm. two bucks a month to get access to the live stream uh but yeah uh and it'll be like uh i don't know when you're dropping this it's the seventh right now of december when we're recording this yeah. uh, i'll probably i'll i'll record i'm recording with dave tomorrow it'll probably drop like a week later so okay i'm publicly so in the meantime mm-hmm. if you want it before then you know get on the patreon or, or it'll drop on uh fucking on youtube or go to odyssey it drops the day of uh or the after you just don't have the live stream option and it's free so on, on odyssey. odyssey yeah because okay. i mirror okay. i mirror my shit you can mirror it with your youtube channel and mm-hmm. it doesn't know how to like do the private public whatever so it just everything's public on odyssey which i, I like you. that because it incentivizes people to go to odyssey so if they don't want to give me money on patreon go to odyssey uh it's free right. and you know now you're supporting odyssey so hell yeah well thank you again um this this just drops on SoundCloud for now, but okay. we're getting there. So. Oh, yeah. Appreciate oh, yeah. It, man. Yeah. Thanks, bro.